Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hi there, and welcome to The Inevitable. This is our new podcast where we're talking about the future of the car. This means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves. Where are we going and how will we get there? I'm Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend, joined by... Ted Lowe, and we are going to talk to some amazing guests. We have Reggie Watts, we have Sung Kang, we have James Marsden, we have Spike Ferriston, Kristen Lee, Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, car crazy folks, people from in and outside the industry. It's going to be great. And you can find it on podcastone.com or anywhere you find you listen to your favorite podcast. We're also doing a video series as well. That's on motortrend.com slash the inevitable or on youtube.com slash motortrend. Come join us. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course, who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the Motorator D'Andrea. Oh, we've got a fun show today. We're going to mix things up a little bit. Goldberg is off to, where is he? Dubai? Do you know where he's going, Chris? Is he going to Abu Dhabi? Some, yeah, Dubai? somewhere out there. Somewhere yeah. out there. He's going out there to WWE. He's going out there to wrestle. So we knew he was going to be off this week. We'll catch up with him next week. But I'd uh, like to welcome my, uh, my, my co-host on Shift and Steer, Brad Fanshaw, is here sitting in with us. What's up? How are you? How are you doing? Great. Doing fantastic. I'm trying to fill the chair as much as I can. I'm not as large, but I'll be in charge. <laughs> um, 
Well, thank you. I appreciate you being here. And uh, we have a great guest, uh, our uh, longtime friend of the show. He's been in here many times. He used to come to the studio, but now he's too busy because he's a team owner. Uh, Ron Caps, NHRA, reigning champion, NHRA, reigning champion, Ron Caps. Oh, man, this is going to be an exciting year. How are you, Ron? Good. As you can see, I'm in a bar. It's probably the perfect <laughs> way to start my morning. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we're the world-famous Sheridan Fairplex. Uh, I know Brad and I were talking. This has been a pretty busy joint uh, come race weekend, as well as the L.A. Ro- Roaster Show. So, um, yeah, I'm good. It- it's just good to be here. We're kicking off this week. It's Winter Nationals. It's crazy. I know Brad and I, are. we got big shoes to fill with uh, Goldberg being out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, uh, Goldberg knew you were going to be on the show. He apologizes that he's going to miss it, says hello, and uh, he really wanted to do it. Uh, but you know, what can we say? He's, uh, he's on a plane and, uh, I guess Gage is going with him. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up the, wow. if you guys have been keeping up with the, uh, the, the WWE storyline, but, uh, uh, you know, Gage is, Gage has been part of this story. Uh, the last, um, not maybe not the last match, two matches ago, he had to like get into the ring and jump on the back of Bobby Lashley and start choking him out. If you guys know Bobby Lashley. Uh, he's got to be damn near 300 pounds and just solid muscle. He's just a wall of a man, and uh, but a sweet guy. And uh, there was a great, <laughs> there was a great bit after the fact that uh, so Gage jumps on Lashley. You know, Lashley throws him over, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know it was your son, but this is what you get, Goldberg. You deserve this." And Bill goes over and grabs Gage and uh, holds him, and he's like, "I can't believe you did this to my kid." And then you see for an instant Gage smile a little bit, <laughs> and I saw it like <laughs> uh, I saw it on camera, and I I called him out afterward, and and he goes, he was smiling because. Bill was holding him and squeezing him going, don't you dare smile. Don't you dare smile. <laughs> it was like whispering in his ear the whole time. So uh, it was a fantastic uh, event. Great to be part of uh, the storyline. Um, but anyway, that's what they're doing. They're heading off to uh, a WWE match. All right. So NHRA is coming up this weekend. If you guys are going to be in Pomona, come out to the event. Uh, I'm sure you can get tickets online. If not, I'm sure you can get tickets at the gate as well. Uh, we've always said, uh, you know, going to live events is fantastic. Before COVID hit us, we we reached out to several organizations to give out tickets to live events. NHRA was was one of them, and the condition was you had to uh, call us back. Whoever won tickets, got free tickets, had to call us back onto the show and tell us about going to the event. So we gave out tickets to – I think we gave out tickets to uh, the Winter Nationals in Pomona. We gave out some tickets to uh, NASCAR in Bristol, and we gave out some tickets to Indy, uh, to the IndyCar Series at Laguna Seca. And – it was great to catch up with our listeners that went to those events. But I've always said about NHRA, the reason why you have to go is it is so intense, the feeling when these cars go firing down the down the strip. It's not just the noise, but you can feel it across your entire body. Like It feels 
you feel this pressure. Uh, uh, it's just insane. And you think headphones are going to do your justice. They don't. You stand there and you have headphones on and then you're smashing the headphones in your ear with your hands or your fists going, holy shit. <laughs> it's just uh, it's an intense feeling. So uh, looking forward to the event this weekend. Uh, now, Ron, you've you've been at this game for some time now, going on 28 years as a professional driver. 17 years with uh, Don Schumacher racing, right? So can you hear it yeah. all? <laughs> huh? Yeah, right? That's, that's, that's too easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been, you know, I was lucky. I grew up on the sport, and I was lucky that my parents took care of my ears when I was a kid. My dad raced, and we would go to, you know, back in the day, Lions. I was there at the last race as like a seven-year-old, and uh Fremont and uh, Riverside. I remember going all those tracks as a kid. So thankfully, my mom always made sure we had ear protection on because, yeah, it, people don't know, and it's an assault on every one of your senses when you come <laughs> to a drag race. I mean, completely, as you said. It's like going to a hockey game, I and mean, TV just doesn't do it a whole lot of justice. But right. once you've been to one live, then the, it changes the whole perspective of TV, and especially of a fan coming out. So, yeah, it's been a long time. Brad and I, we actually have a lot of history because years ago when I drove for Don Perdome, my rookie year, um, him and I got together with the Bonneville watches and the Bond Speed and yeah. uh, that whole thing was fun to do because I was new. I was a rookie, first of all, but driving for the snake. I mean, it was like one of my heroes. Um, so it's been a long time, but it just, I've always taken care. You look out and see fans and sometimes they got kids with them and they got no ear protection on it. Oh. pet peeves it drives me crazy that there's a, a kid they're holding has no control over protecting their own ears and yet this parent is out there and there's cars firing up and whacking the throttle and you know like you said it's twelve thousand horsepower so it's it's an incredible sound but it can certainly hurt your ears yeah so definitely bring ear protection and don't be afraid to wear them the whole time uh uh you would benefit from it, but let's talk about how, you know, sort of getting started. We've got a, a lot of exciting news to talk about as well, but you said that you were going to the track early as a kid. What was, did you have family members that were racers or just fans and you were, they were bringing you there? Oh no, dude, my mom drove, which is a trip. Cause you know, you had Shirley Muldowney, Cha-Cha Muldowney, everybody knows. And it was, um, for me, everybody talked about this first lady dragster driver, and I grew up with one. I mean, my my dad, when he built cars, and we had a track in Santa Maria and San Luis Obispo is where I grew up on the Central Coast, but we would make these treks with my dad down to Irwindale and all these tracks in Southern California, of course, Pomona. Um, and my mom, uh, early on, before I was born, when my dad was running around the streets, you know, he had one of the faster cars back you know, you look at American Graffiti and those kind of movies. Yeah. And that's kind of how it was when my dad grew up. I used to hear the stories. But he got more satisfaction after putting my four foot eight mom into his street cars and later became race cars, putting a two by four on the gas and, and sending her up to beat guys. And that was his thing. So my mom, when I was a kid, my dad had an altered um, and he helped a lot of local people with dragsters. My mom would be packing the parachutes, working on the race car at night. It was so that was normal to me. So later yeah. on in life, you know, here's Charlotte and I read about her, but uh, my mom raced. So my mom and dad, I grew up thankfully around it, going to Bakersfield and all those tracks constantly. 
And that was my childhood. So I love it. That's why I'm kind of a throwback to those old days, you know, and the vintage cars and the March meet nostalgia scene. It's just, it takes me right back to the, our childhood. Brad's probably got a you know, poster. Brad. Brad's Brad's probably got a vintage poster <laughs> from every one of those races because he doesn't throw any shit away. He's got just stacks and stacks. Oh, I got them in my garage too. too. I love <laughs> He's got yeah. stacks. Well, Brad's yeah, got forty-seven dude, copies right. of them. <laughs> the um, you, you know, Ron mentioned something about uh, you know back when we were sponsoring when my company was sponsoring him and Snake's team and and you talk about going to the drag strip and you can only get the sensory perception being there. One of the very first times. Now, my wife has been to many drag races and many before that. But this particular time, we were in the pits. Ron was getting ready to do the test fire when it's up, you know, off the ground. And Ron's sitting in the car. And my wife walked over to check it out just as he fired it up. And she got a nice uh, shot of nitro right in the face. And um, Ron, as you know, the first time she her her lungs contracted and oh she thought i thought she was gonna die you know she she freaked out now whenever anybody even walks towards a car to start it up she's gone she's you know <laughs> off out of the pits and and gone but that's part of the fun because it is it's the sights the smell the sound and the the reverberation when those cars go down the track i mean we feel it in the stands and Ron, you and I had a conversation years and years ago, and I asked you, what was it like the first time you ever went down the track? And you told me something hilarious. Do you remember what you said the first time you ever took a pass in a funny car? Did I shit my shorts? Was it it was kind of like that, yeah. <laughs> well, I said, what was it like? And you said, how the hell do I know? And you said, <laughs> you said when you got to the end, they were all jumping out going, how did it, how did it handle? How did it this? And you're like, I don't know. I was just long for the ride. And you told me it took maybe 13 passes before you could even get a little bit of an idea of what the car was doing or, or comprehend it all. Yeah. It's crazy because you got to, good morning. Although the publicists are all rolling into town. <laughs> yeah. um, you got to imagine it's, it's zero to a hundred less than one second. On top of that, it's, upwards of five and a half, six G's. So it's crazy to imagine somebody and you don't, you, you step on the gas, even after a few runs, but when you're getting your license, you step on the gas and you're catapulted over five and a half, six G's. That's more than anything on the planet, but a fighter pilot. It's more than a space shuttle pilots go through. So your brain can't comprehend. We all dig cars, right? This is why we're all sitting here talking. You, you love to step on a gas, bang gears that, that there's nothing like that feeling. Imagine your body weighing over five and a half, almost six times that, your brain can't imagine that it's sticking. Somehow that, that Goodyear tire is sticking the track, and you cannot even fathom moving that quick. And your brain is telling you, it's trying to relay to your right foot, stop. Whatever this is doing, and it's scaring my body, and your brain cannot get over it, and it tries to tell you to lift every time. So the running joke is, when somebody's brand new in a top fuel car or a funny car, you're like, they're going to go out there and their foot's going to come off and they're going to go, I didn't mean to. Well, your brain is like, what is going on? And on top of that, everything just, it's like hyperspace, like that first Battlestar Galactica movie where it just, they hit that hyperspace and all the lines go flying by. That's what it's like. And then on top of that, the clutch comes in, the motor gets quieter as you start accelerating over 300. So everything's so weird and backwards. You would think the noise would be more. You're going through some amazing G-force that your body is freaking out over and your brain's trying to tell it to stop. 
and you're trying to overcome that by holding your right foot down. So you throw all of that together. It's the most intense, crazy. And like Brad said, the vibration, the noise, we get that in the car, although not as much as in the grandstands, but it's, uh, it, it is hard to get used to. And then, and then once you do it, it's hard. It's like an addiction, right? Then you can't ever, you try to, you try to excel that every time. Sometimes you're Larry Dixon and you just decided to spin around in the middle of the track in a, in a, in a, in a, in a top hill car. So sometimes that Larry happens. Um, you know, and I, I was uh, talking to my uh, friends a while back, uh, Melanie Troxel, and she's like, and I, we had the same conversation, like what it's like to, to launch and drive this car. And then she's, and explains it like you did. And then she said, but keep in mind, you got to stop when you get to the end. So when you hit the shoots and you're stop, she goes, that's where the real G4 really start to 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 play a factor you know it's just, it's just like you know you got to stop that damn thing and you don't have much room to do it oh yeah let's i forgot about that part when you <laughs> hit the parachute it's like negative seven or eight g's so yeah it's crazy you throw all that in a little amount of time going fast is fun on the track's fun when the shoots hit on a crazy run in a funny car you want to get out and kiss the ground sometimes like one of those little commuter flights you know in weather yeah where you're just happy to get on the ground that's what it's like sometimes at Pomona here, especially it's a short, probably the shortest shutdown. And they, it's one of the oldest, most historic racetracks, but there's no room at the end. We're right in the heart of Laverne and Pomona, right? There's, mm-hmm. you've been here, there's houses and the golf course. Oh, yeah. They can't just lengthen this track. So it's crazy to go 338 miles an hour here at Pomona. And then somehow those parachutes get you stopped to make that turn before you go off in that sand and that net. Hey, let me ask you a, a kind of a strange question. When you say there's all that G-force when you're stopping, when you first started driving the funny car, did you get any uh, bruises from your straps? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how deep you want me to go in this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's leave it above the waist. Yeah. Uh, when I stomped from them early, I wanted to get up in the cockpit to see over the injector the first time in a funny car. Of course, you're driving for the snake. You don't want to be a wuss and tell him you're having a hard time seeing, right? Because this is a guy <laughs> yeah. the 60s on fire and smoke all around him. So in doing so, I put rags under the seat. Well, when I put the rags under the seat, the seat has a cup. And when you hit the parachutes, that cup is supposed to catch your rear end to kind of help you on those forward Gs. This is way before Hans devices. So in doing so, the, it made the seat level when I put the padding and and the rags in so there. the seat's so, flat now so instead of your your, your butt sitting in a bucket right your the seat's flat okay so the first run i make and i made several before i finally told snake i had to go to a hospital but the the crotch strap which obviously rides right <laughs> yeah in the crotch area that took the brunt of everything I, oh. I would slide into that every time the parachutes would hit and i had one of my boys downstairs one of my stones was like this big and it looked like oatmeal inside of it. And I thought, uh-oh, I did something bad. And uh, it took me a while to tell Snake what was going on. He goes, you dummy. You can't do that in a seat. <laughs> but he thought it was funny that I was I feel bad I for laughing make- about it now. but <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, my wife laughs. <laughs> but it's a running joke with uh, my close friends as they, they call me Uniballer now. Uniballer. <laughs> so I guess the answer to that is yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So There's a story. I'm not sure I ever told that before. <laughs> in the bar, it's a good story. All right. Well, let's make sure that Uniballer is up on the uh, on the side of the car next to your name. <laughs> like, uh, now I can see it already. You know. Uh, well, 
you got the championship. You're going into the season as the reigning champ. So congratulations on that. And then somewhere in the midst of this, you decided to, uh, I don't know, just challenge yourself and said, maybe, maybe now's the right time to become a team owner. Tell us how that. Tell us how that came to happen. Obviously, you had been thinking about it for a while. And when well, do you find like you, the right time? It, it, it's like you guys. It, it, at some point, you want to control your destiny. You want your own company. You want your own business. You want your own podcast. Right. The ultimate is to be a team owner, and it's the American dream to have a small business that you can call your own. And and what I've waited for all these years driving for the snake for almost 10 years and then don schumacher someday hoping the chance would come up my teammate antron brown started the process a couple years ago and got going out on his own and luckily he was sharing information with me so it was nice that i kind of had this something to feed off of and what he was doing but i was i never i hope the time would come because you need a sponsor i can't just go i'm gonna go off on my own i don't have another business like some of these you know owners or drivers that this is sort of a thing they do on the side and they have a multi-million dollar business. I didn't have that. I've only been a professional race car driver and I was hired to be a drag racer. So I didn't have a lot of money to go do it on my own. And luckily uh, I decided to do it last year that something happened in the pandemic. And like a lot of us, it touched me in, in a certain way that I felt like we were all vulnerable of what was going on. Where was the next paycheck going to come? What happens if we get shut down? Um, so that kind of all of those things together made me make the move. And I was a free agent anyway. So in Indy last year in September, I told the team owner, Don Schumacher, I was going to go out on my own and try to be a team owner and driver. So that's how it started. Luckily, Nap Auto Parts, uh, they were going to be getting out of the sport. Um, they decided they wanted to be a part of what I was doing. And it's cool because I think a lot of people forget Nap Auto Parts. When you drive by whatever one you ever see on the side of the road, they're they're not a franchise. They're all owned by people in your neighborhood and your, you know, your local uh, friends. And it's not something just a big box store. So I have all these people to feed off of being with Napa for 14 years, business side of things. And so it just all kind of accumulated in September, Napa, uh, late October's. And you got to remember, I'm in the middle of our playoffs to win a world championship while this is going on, not knowing my future. Then finding out that Napa wanted to be a part of it, but not having anything I can do until the season ended, which I think Brad came out to the race. So in November, you're trying to win a championship. You're trying to get these signatures to, to find out that you do have a sponsor for the following year being a team owner, and you could not have scripted it better. You win the world championship. Yeah. You get a signature about a week and a half later from the president at Napa that they're going to jump on board for a multi-year deal with a great sponsor and now I'm going to be a team owner. And it was just like kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. And next thing I know, I've got a world championship ring and I'm learning about liability and health yeah. insurance <laughs> and payroll and stuff. I never thought I would have to worry about. And luckily guys like Don Prudhomme, uh, John Forrest, I couldn't believe the people that came out were calling me people I race against that were asking me if I needed any help at all and, and however they could help me. So it's been fun and we're finally here. And what that's great. That's kind of that drag racing family, though, isn't it, Ron? It is. It's crazy. Uh, you know, you guys have seen it. When somebody blows up or has a problem, I mean, the first people that are going to help you are, are people that you race against. And it's always been that kind of sport. Um, but I didn't have any idea I would get the, you know, the help and, and the people really worried and wanted to make sure that I was going to be successful. And, uh, 
you know, the sport's got to evolve. John Porce is John Porce. He's everything in the sport, right? He's our Richard Petty. I call him our Tom Brady because literally mm-hmm. he's, I don't know how old he is now or what he claims to be, but he's not <laughs> young. And he still kicks our butt out here. So, and he's the biggest name in the sport and you can't deny that. So we need that next generation and you can't have these multi-car teams with seven, you know, controlling pretty much the whole field on a race day with Coletta and Schumacher and Force. So I think the fans more than anything really embraced Antron and myself and whoever going out on our own and taking that, that step. Cause it's been amazing with the fans. I mean, I posted the first time I announced that we were doing it on my Facebook and it was, I, I've never seen so many, you know, likes and just people really genuinely wanting me to do well. So uh, it's been fun. And Dave Merrick, a mutual friend of all of ours, mm-hmm. he's always designed our race cars. He's, he's, he's a, he's a badass. Yeah. Probably does it in a bar where he does his best work, but <laughs> he designed our car again. And it's the first time as an owner, I got to be a, a designer with him. And uh, so we're, I'm just super excited to bring the car out and, um, you know, just kind of show what we've been doing for the last couple months. You know, you're, what you're saying about racing and about the people involved, of course, the fans, which are fantastic, but talk about a volatile sport, like not just the the danger of, of being in the car and all the things that can happen, but just the sport in general always just sort of gets threatened by a number of different things, whether it be politics or track closures or money or whatever, uh, to, to keep it to, to survive. And then when you do make an announcement, when Antron Brown makes an announcement, when 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 Leah makes an announcement to do the, the team with, with Tony Stewart, it, what you find is you find the other team owners, the other racers going, I'd like to reach out and offer some help because we can't imagine this sport without you. You're such an important part of of what we do out here. And that means a lot, right? When John Forrest says, hey, Caps, you know, fantastic, congratulations, go out on your own, be a team owner, let me know what I can do to help, right? You've got to be a part of this. So let me make sure I can offer something so this doesn't fail, that this keeps moving forward for you, you know? And like you said, Perdome, who hasn't, you know, been in a car in forever. I don't know that he's he's even uh, owned a team in in quite some time, but still just very active and as a cheerleader for the sport. Like you were saying about John Force as well, just just an advocate for the sport. Like, where's it going to go? Right? He's you know, Force is never not going to be at the track, <laughs> right? Hope not. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh- Snake was the first one I called when I, when I knew I had the letter of intent, I wanted to, to give back because he picked me out of a litter of a ton of people that I thought were way better, bigger names. And he picked me to drive that funny car. Just kind of, he said he was watching me in the dragster. I was a rookie in top fuel and uh, just part-time racing uh, for Roger Prim, but he was watching how I carried myself and how I drove in the car in my interviews. And that was huge to get picked by Dom Perdome, uh It is, you know, I can't even tell you. I mean, I was playing with his Hot Wheels. We all probably did, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Models. And so he was the first one I called and I said, hey, I want you to have a place to come back out. And yeah, he comes to Pomona every year. He lives close. And he lives down by me. But I want you, anytime you come out, I want you to come out and give advice, hang out. But I don't want you to have to, to work and have that aggravation because when I stopped driving for him, there was a lot of aggravation going on with his teams and sponsors and just, I could see it, it was eating away at him and he just didn't enjoy it. And so, um, I said, Hey, 
just come hang out. Just enjoy yourself. Go to the starting line. Have a place to hang out. Uh, be a, if you want to give advice ownership-wise, give advice. If not, you want to just chill and have people out and hang out and do the snake thing, hang out. And that was the first phone call I made. And since then, I mean, his wife, Lynn, who, who did a lot of probably a lot of the success that he had was, was Lynn Perdome behind the scenes. Uh, she's been very, very helpful with uh, just things you don't think about, you know, insurance on the trucks and the rigs going down the road. Right. And you you got to pay all this. There's a lot going on behind. And I thought there was. I had no idea. So that was cool. And, and really, um, Snake being able to hang out and just chill. I got to tell you, I was getting on Thanksgiving Day, and I won't tell you who the owner is. He was calling and texting uh, a pretty big name in NASCAR about being involved and helping me be able to buy my team, buy it, buy it outright, and buy the rigs. And on Thanksgiving Day, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Like it was cool that uh, he was really wanting to get that involved to help because he said, "I just don't want to hang out. I want to help a little bit or bring a deal." And I said, "Hey." That's even better, man. Yeah. But um, so I'm looking forward to having him out. You know, just uh, knowing that he gave me my first shot—not uh, just a shot, but a huge shot. I mean, it was—it was a big deal. It was rock stars for you know for me to be picked by him, and and I'll never forget it. When you when you it, told Snake that you were going to start your own team, what was his initial reaction? Was it? Why'd you wait so long? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's like, hey, it's it's like I thought you were never gonna make this call. I thought you were never gonna tell me. It's like it's been a minute, it's been twenty seven, twenty eight years. Why didn't you do this a while yeah. ago? Or you know? Or yeah, was he just he, like, Hey, you know, now's the time. Yeah, he laughed. He goes, You don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> but he said, you know, he's always said, you know, I've been watching, you're gonna be fine, everybody loves you, you do well, you you do the right stuff. And really a lot of it I learned from him, taking care of sponsors and and the way that he carried himself. So, but he kept laughing. He goes, you, you are in for a lot. And, yeah. uh, so when you hear a guy like that, say it, you're like, Oh, I better, I better button up the boots a little tighter. Cause this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be a hard <laughs> ride. And it has been, but, um, we're here. It's crazy that, uh, a lot of sleepless nights this past winter time. And I, I just, uh, you know, now I have a payroll, almost a million dollars of payroll, yep. and these kids with babies on the way, and you just don't think about all that stuff. And now I woke up this morning, you know, 4 a.m., wondering about this. One of our crew guys, he's, their baby's due in March. We're at the Gator Nationals. Like, mm-hmm. I want to give him time off to be there for his first, first baby. And then you start thinking, oh, my God, I got to make, make this work. They rely on it, and they got a baby coming, and just the things I never yeah. even imagined. Like and, just, and that's what people do forget is that behind everything, it's a business and with a lot of moving parts. And that's where you've got to have that ultimate multitasker where you can do all that, Ron. And then the minute you roll up to the line, that all goes away and you focus on the track, right? Yeah. Just and for three seconds. You know, just for three afternoon. seconds, then you go and worry about. Then you go <laughs> yeah. worry about it again. Uh, you know, it sounds easy, right? Yeah, it sounds easy. <laughs> like even as you start to put all of this stuff together, that's like physically in front of you, and you're like, okay, trailer trailers are coming in, car parts are coming in, tools are coming in. Then you you know you've got to sit down with your with the lawyer. You got to sit down with the with the tax guy. I'm like, what are we buying? What are we leasing? What are we writing off? How do we make that work? What's the best way to do it? You know, before we start out, before we just like, hey, we got a check coming in from a sponsor. Now we need to gear up with our stuff. 
But exactly how do we get that stuff? Are we buying it? Are we leasing it? Are we doing some other program for it? And is there sponsors involved on some of the stuff that we're getting? And what does that mean? And then what do we give them in return? And is it partial cash and partial promotion for those sponsors? It's like, like, Dude, I feel I, like you just jumped inside my head for the last two months. Yeah. That yeah. is exactly, just an amount, man. It's exactly, exactly. right. Um, yeah. So I, we, we've been down this, been down this road before, uh, uh, you know, Brad and I, of course, have had several businesses and like you, uh, about a year ago, you know, a, obviously not in racing, but decided, hey, I don't know why during the pandemic, I was like, I'm going to start a new company. So I got together with Goldberg and, and a couple of friends of ours and started a beverage company. And it's a lot of that. It's like the money we're raising to bring it in and then everything that we're we're buying and, and delays and supply chain issues and we can't get stuff and half our, you know, I, I just to give you an example, we got aluminum cans for our product and our aluminum cans because of this whole truck driver issue and the things that are going on uh we've been delayed we've been delayed a year but we've been delayed the last 4 weeks because we couldn't find the cans the truck driver just took the truck parked it locked it took the keys and left and never came back to work again as part of a protest eventually we found the truck contacted the trucking company and we literally had to send a guy we had to fly a guy out he busted the lock off the back of the truck unloaded the cans into another truck and started driving them to Iowa where we're where we're making a product right now like I was like what basically what? interstate hijacking run I was like I don't understand what this is is this the sopranos is this the wire how is this a real thing right so uh, I hope you documented all that I I, I I was like should he be wearing a GoPro camera the whole time they're like we're not sure we yeah. want this documented. It, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but just the phone calls and the emails and the texts that I get, and you know, like like you're saying, just day and night of people going, we've got a solution. We're getting a guy out there with bolt cutters to get into the back of the truck. I was like, how is this a real thing? It's like this isn't like a new business we just started a minute ago, right? And uh, have you seen the uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, documentary that that uh, I'm not sure what channel it's on? Oh, on, it, on, it was on him starting some. Yeah. yeah, it's a documentary that he started that shirt company and some other things on the side, and it went right into the pandemic. Like, they filmed, and right when the pan, it's a great series. I saw it on the airplane, and I forget what it's called, but it's Mark Wahlberg. And uh, it's a great example of what happened, like you and people that started something, and then the pandemic hit right in the middle of it. Yeah, the whole thing is nuts. So hopefully, first of all, hopefully... Most of everything you're using is made in the U.S. <laughs> because that yeah. that does help. Yes, and I'll, I'll tell you, it's the the help and advice from friends is invaluable. And when you think about it, is Perdome building a, a race team or anyone building a race team in the '60s? They're kind of just going through it and going, we're not exactly sure how this process works. We're not sure where the parts are coming from or what to pay the people and how to handle it. And and that's going to grow over time. Uh, the same thing when we were putting together our company, we, we, we try to call and get advice from, from, from the best people in the business. And even then, 
they're constantly going, oh, yeah, well, you know, this fell off the truck, quote unquote, right? So now a pallet of someone's product is missing, <laughs> just missing. I'm sure someone's drinking it. We just don't know where it is. And financially, we're all screwed on the deal. But uh, there's a lot there. So uh, the question, um, getting back to when you sit down with Schumacher and you say, hey, I think now's the time. I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to build my team. How does that conversation go? What's Schumacher's reaction to that? Well, I told him in Indy, which was our last race before our playoffs, which we call the countdown to the championship. It's also Indy's their biggest race. It's our Super Bowl. It's the U.S. Nationals. But I wanted to let him know uh, as early as I knew that I was going to start looking at some things and, do, and going out on my own. I didn't want to wait the last minute and have word get out. I wanted to be straight up and honest with him. And I also, to be, to be frank, if I got a deal, because I was already working on a couple things that were maybes, I wanted the word to get out. So at least some people and sponsors knew with some lead time yeah. and not right at the season. When, you know, as you know, a lot of businesses have their money tied up for the following year already done. So I wanted a couple reasons. Let the word get out. I want to let Don know early. Um, and if I did get a deal, I wanted to look at what it would take to bring it and run it out of the same area I'd been for the last 17 years, which right at DSR, the great hospitality. We guys have both been there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good people working there. The chassis that uh, were built by our in-house shop that, you know, my life relies on, but great success with them. Won a lot of races, won two championships. So I wanted to keep that going. Um, it was mass exodus. You mentioned <laughs> Tony Stewart. Um, Don yeah. had 18 Antron years Brown. ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Antron Brown. But he, he had four funny cars, four dragsters just a few years ago. And now Tony Stewart took two teams. Antron Brown was leaving. And now here I was leaving. He's down to one car. But that wasn't even a for sure. But Tony Schumacher, we now know, is driving that one. That's right. So now he's down to one team. So I just, for a lot of reasons like that, I wanted to, to sort of get the word out as, as quick as I could. And I was a free agent anyway at the end of the year. And honestly, that moment I decided to really take that next step was during the pandemic. And I don't know, I was on the phone with Don Schumacher wondering what my paycheck was going to be like. We we're all over the world was shutting down. What's going to happen? I'm a paid race car driver. Right. Um, and I'm talking to him about that and he's on a golf course. And mm-hmm. I thought, <laughs> okay, this isn't, something's not right here. I need to be on that side of it. I need to have control over my destiny. It's time first of all, but I don't want to be wondering where my next house payment's coming and I'm talking to somebody about it and they're on a golf course and, and I'm, and I'm talking to him in between shots. He's worked his butt off. He's great success. Business I was going to say he's earned it for sure. That. So yeah, he's earned, yeah. he's earned it. Yeah. He's earned to go fishing and be on the golf course. So I'm not knocking that, but that was my moment. It would like you asked earlier, that was the, Oh shit moment that I yeah. need to do. something. And that was it. So, so you it's, make the it's call. Just like driving here. You, you sit down with them and you're like, Hey, I think now's the time. I want to put this together. I'm going to run out of my own team. And then he's a little, he's a little, he can't be completely surprised, right? He's got to know this <laughs> no. is maybe a little coming down. And he's just <laughs> like, you know, maybe he tries to talk you out of it a little. I don't know, Ron, is this the right time? We, maybe we can do one more season and then we could talk about it. Or are you like, nah? Well, I'm- I was a little, I was a little privy. <laughs> Knowing Tony Stewart's an old friend, I've driven in his races and yeah, driven yeah. his sprint cars before. 
I was a little privy and I sort of knew what was going on there or, but it wasn't public yet. And, and I don't even think Don knew about it, nor did Matt Hagen, my teammate had knew he was going to have a chance to go with Tony. So I was kind of privy to a little bit of that backside and I want to let not Don know right away. He was quite shocked. I mean, I'll oh, never forget. I mean, yeah. you know, it was, it was an emotional thing for me to do. First of all, to tell him after all these years, but I, he had to understand it. he's a business guy. So, that was uh, it was definitely shock to him, but again, I told him, "Look, I'd love to keep things here." Um, we knew, and he knew, and I was in a meeting with him that Nap Auto Parts, uh, after 14 years, probably wasn't coming back. They had a lot of new personnel up, as as everything happens with these corporations, especially the, the pandemic and all that. They were maybe looking at doing some other things, um, and not not exactly keeping sponsorship. Um, so there were a lot of things like that. And so he was like, oh, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I got some things, but I can't tell you what they are and this and that. And so it, it was uh, it was good timing because not soon thereafter, they had to break the news that Tony Stewart was going to start his own team and take Leah. And then later on came the Matt Hagen thing. So these bombs kept going off around yeah. Don. But luckily, I went and talked to him right away, and I was honest with him about uh, leaving at the end of the year and trying something. So. There you go. Now, are you so with Don Schumacher Racing? Your your team headquarters is still with their place. Are I imagine you're using some of their resources, or now just hiring them them as a vendor, or how much of is the relationship still there? Well, the funny thing is, a lot of teams. It's sort of become you know, it's an in house shop. It's a hundred and thirty thousand square foot shop there in Brownsburg, Indiana, on the west side of Indy. If you walk in the shop right now, there is probably five or six teams of that Don does not own that are renting space in that shop. Yeah. So Antron still rents out of there. That's what Tony Antron Schumacher told me. Yeah. Another funny car. You go down the list. There's a whole bunch of them in there because there's an in-house chassis shop. We build parts there. We make uh, our own engine parts. So there's a lot of things there. So I was either way, if, if I did get the funding to buy my own stuff, I was still going to lease it out of there. I opened Ron Caps Motorsports Incorporated in Indiana because all the team members live there, all the crew chiefs live there, and mm-hmm. it's it's where you have to be. And so, I talked to Tony Stewart about maybe sharing some spots, some space. Uh, John Forrest has some space. We talked about doing that. Tim Wilkerson was. We, I was in talks with a lot of people before I really knew what I was going to do in the end, and that was try to keep everything where I was. So for the fans coming this weekend. Which, by the way, we're going to break some news right here because it just came on my phone as we were coming on. But this weekend, you know, Pomona had the mask whole L.A. County thing where you to come to the race, you had to show a negative test yeah. or your vaccination card just to get in. And you're going to have to wear a mask in the grandstands. They just released this morning. That's all been gone. Um, the mask mandate at the track will only be indoors, which obviously we don't know. You don't, yeah. You're not indoors. Okay. Race. Good. Yeah, And you do not have to show vaccine status at all to come in. So I know there are a lot of message boards and Facebook lit up with fans that weren't going to come because of that. And it's going to be public here in a couple hours. But uh, anyway, there you go. There's your breaking news. There you news. go. There's no mask okay, mandate. Great. Although I'm, I'm... Good way to start off the year. 
I, yeah. I don't know if this is statistically proven, but I am 100% nitro kills everything. So, so if you got nitro in <laughs> yeah. the air, it's fine. When you go there and you're like, this hot dog tastes like nitro. This beer tastes like nitro. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it, it, it's the, uh, it kills all, all diseases and viruses in the air. So we need no. a cologne. Speaking of starting your own venture, we need a cologne that smells like that burnt nitro. So I, I swear there is one, right? There's definitely like a candle, which is weird because somebody, rubber or something. Somebody, but, yeah. uh, somebody sent me a, a gift i think a while back um you know who it was is uh uh brad our friend uh uh Justin Osmer, he's at uh, he was at oh, Forza yeah. Motorsport Microsoft. Um he's he's got his own consulting firm now, but he sent me a, a gift that was like um like gasoline like a fuel scented candles. And I was like, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to light it or not, because I don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Is it a joke candle? Is this going to explode? But it was like, it's fuel said that I was like, actually, it's kind of good. It's pretty good. Sounds so like something out of Anchorman, right? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this is going to be, we're going to be uh, wrapping things up, but uh, come out to the Winter Nationals. It's going to be an exciting program. Not only is the racing going to be uh, tense, but everyone's nerves are going to be tense as well because everybody seems to have their own team now. <laughs> and uh, uh, good news, uh, Ron, um, because we know this is a brand new team. Brad said he's going to cater lunch for your entire team the whole weekend. So I'm pretty sure. Uh, I did? They're, yeah, they're taking Love care it. of that. Brad, Brad's taking Zoya's, care of that. Zoya wieners in a can is good. I'm there. <laughs> Chick, yeah, yeah, I mean. Chick-fil-A for everyone, I think. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure where he's rolling around these days. But uh, Brad's Brad's on board with that. Um, I'm sure Dave Merrick will throw in as well. Well, he's bringing the beer. He's bringing the bar. He's bringing the bar. He's bringing the for, bar. After the <laughs> the bar yeah. for after the race. For after the race. He's bringing the bar <laughs> as well. Uh, come out to the race this weekend. Where? What's the, um, what's the program for watching it now? What are we – what's the call to action on it's watching on, the event? Yeah, so like I was saying before, the press release of the no mask mandate now at the dry races um, – I'm going to be, our team will be in the same spot. The fans have, have gone and found me and my team. We'll okay. Be DSR 10. You'll find the Napa car, same spot. So for all of our fans coming out, um, if you were coming out as a first timer and never been, and you're watching, you're like, wow, I want to check it out. Uh, it's an amazing thing. You buy a ticket and it's like going backstage to your favorite rock concert. You are literally, when you buy a ticket to get in the gate, you go anywhere you want. Every ticket's a pit pass. So that's the best thing about NHRA. But we're on Fox. Um, we, we have been in the last couple of years just signed a new deal with Fox. So Fox Sports 1, Fox uh, Network, um, that's the place to find us on weekends. A lot of times Friday Night Lights, which is Friday qualifying throughout the season, you'll find an FS1 in your local bar. And it's always cool to see the flames. And then Sundays you catch it on FS1 and Fox Network. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. We wish you the best of luck. I, I think it's going to be exciting. If you come out to the race, don't forget your earphones, your head, your, your earplugs. And uh, by the way, if you cannot make it to Winter Nationals and you hit some of the other tracks, talk about needing the uh, the uh, the the earplugs when you guys race four wide. <laughs> uh, oh. That's yeah. That's an intense experience as well. Where where do you do that? What tracks is that? Was that Vegas? Yeah, so this is obviously a lot of your listeners or any chance to go to Vegas will be a good one. Early April, and I'm not sure the date, but uh, go to NHRA.com and check it out. But early April, it's four wide, which is unbelievable to see live. I mean, it's crazy. And then we do it again in Charlotte 
they built a four wide there and we do that in May. So the Vegas one for your, uh, for your listeners is, is a nice trip to Vegas and uh, go watch some four wide drag racing during the day, go have your fun at night. And uh, it's a great weekend. It's a great event. Ron, thanks so much. Uh, like I said, congratulations on the new team. It's going to be exciting. We wish you the best. It, it definitely has to feel great going in as the reigning champ. Uh, uh, so you've got that going for you. Rah, 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 right? You can go in there all pumped up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Instagram, you can follow Ron Caps. He's Ron Caps 28, Ron Caps 28 on Instagram. And uh, Brad, thanks for joining us. Thanks for filling in for Goldberg. I can barely see you on the uh, camera man. compared to what I normally get. <laughs> uh, Just bigger, right? Uh, do us hey, a favor. Ron, congratulations, though, man. It's so awesome that you have a new team, and we'll see you out there this weekend, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it, Brad. Uh, follow Brad. He's on Instagram as well. He's got fourteen or 15,000 Instagram accounts. But follow Bradley yeah. underscore Fanshaw and see his new beard. And you can also follow Bond Speed Wheels on Instagram as well. So, thank you. Uh, guys, thank you for that. Uh, of course, follow NHRA as well. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, you'll be at the track. I'm going out, Brad. Uh, I, I think we just decided I'm going out. You're going out. We're going. We're when going, when yeah. are you thinking? Oh, Saturday? I think. I, I'm going to be out there Saturday for sure. All right. Yeah, so Saturday I'm going to go out Saturday. Uh, so if you see us, um, please come out and say hi. And uh, as Ron said, every pass is a pit pass. So when you bring those uh, earplugs, make sure you're wearing them when you're walking through the through the aisles with all of the cars because you never know when someone's like, fire in the hole, and they got to they gotta blip go the throttle on those things. Yeah, so it's it's fun to see. Also, it's a great family event. That's one of the things about NHRA. I always thought it was just fun to to bring the whole family and uh, and just experience the whole thing. So, looking forward to it, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent.